Welcome to the Hazel Rockets podcast, the number one golf podcast for new product launches, interviews with industry experts, golf trends, and more. Here are your hosts, Jen, Ken, and Bill. Hey, welcome to Hazel Rockets. I'm Jen. You're not Ken. You're not Bill. No. Who are you? I'm Clay. You're Clay. I am. You are from our Golfing with Clay segment yep. that we sometimes run on our YouTube channel. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for filling in for us this week. Sure. Let's say who you are. I'm Clay. <laughs> <laughs> Usually you're behind the camera. I know, I know, and I work in this this office space. So you're you're one of my employees. I am, yeah. So we should actually delve into that. <laughs> What's it like working What's for you? What's it like working for me, Clay? <laughs> it's I mean it's a good time. I love being behind the camera, and this podcast is super fun. Um, and then yeah, as people have seen, um, or maybe if they've watched all the way through, but um, we've done some golfing with Clay segments where I go out and just kind of like explain or in a fun way. Um, some of the common things that people experience on the course and how to avoid them if they want to or how to do them if it's something that they should be doing. So For new golfers, for typically. Typically new golfers, yeah. yeah. And then also like some jokes thrown in there, like hopefully good jokes, but um, for people that are more experienced and it's just stuff that they've dealt with in the past and um, that they could relate to. So if goal. you're just listening to us on podcasts, you should go check us out on our YouTube channel, on Morton Golf Sales YouTube channel, which yep. is our sponsor, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, which is our Golfing with Clay segment, which I don't know if we have its own uh, channel, but we yeah. will by the time this episode airs. We've had a couple of them, I think two that we've put up individually, and then they're definitely at the end of each podcast episode. So. And uh, since I've thrown you on to air this morning, which you weren't prepared or ready for, <laughs> but my hosts, my other co-hosts uh, both failed on me today. Um, and so thanks, Clay, for... Um, uh, you didn't really volunteer. You were volunteered to <laughs> well, come on Well, as you said, you're my boss. So. Exactly. <laughs> so thanks for volunteering, Clay. Yeah, I mean, I got to wear this cool shirt. I so, know, I mean, you got a shirt out of it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, do you play golf? I do now that I work here. <laughs> I mean, I did when I was younger, um, and my grandpa was like a huge golfer and um, always brought me out to the range, but I hadn't played for probably five or seven years and then when I got back here I broke out my clubs and dusted off all the spider webs and stuff and um, have been coming out a little bit so I wouldn't say I'm like a golfer but I'm getting back into it yeah. so we were talking this morning in the office about you having this fabulous video series idea of of a wonderful uh, series that you thought would be great for our viewers to watch which was what um, beginning lesson series yeah and what was the sole purpose of that for me to get lessons <laughs> free i'm looking for all the ways to get you know i'm like okay golf clothes how could i find a way to get like a partner or something so they could send me some you know like sponsor clothes and then um with golf lessons i'm like you know it's my job i'm in the marketing and video department i'm like it'd be cool to understand golf a little more so i'm like i gotta find a way to get some some lessons with these coaches so um, I'm like, what if we did a video where it's like them training somebody from scratch and it's and me so he's learning like volunteering <laughs> to be the, like, yeah. the golfing with clay character mm -hmm. could be the, the scratch golfer yeah. getting lessons from one of our golf pros. So. I, in fact, I even tried to get a track man fitting the other day because I was talking to one of the new golf pros and he's like, oh yeah, I want to do a track man thing where we have people come out and like get fittings. And he's like, we could do a golfing with clay segment. I'm like, 
Yeah. That's a great idea. <laughs> I'll get a track man fitting. Absolutely. I like that. Yeah. That's so good. yeah, I think it'll it'll be a good way for I've kind of positioned myself to get all this like cool little stuff and hopefully it be valuable to people. At least that's the way I pitch it to you so I can get it, right? I and I'm pretty <laughs> easy going on things like this. Yeah. So since you and Dakari, who is still behind the camera, since now we have poor Dakari, hey, Dakari. who's the only one who um has to work today. I know, I kind of left him with a bunch of cameras. I know, so, yeah. poor guy. Um, we've been growing our YouTube channel and started our podcast. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we are trying to grow our YouTube channel, um, and currently we're doing a giveaway. So I'm yes. just going to mention that. What are we giving away? Do you know? Giving away an Epic Flash driver, right? It's not an Epic Flash star. Right. It's yeah, just a Epic Flash it's a, driver. It's a Callaway Epic, Epic Flash driver. Epic driver. Epic driver, okay. Yeah. Callaway Epic Driver. I'm very knowledgeable about golf. I, we can tell. This is why it's <laughs> so good to have you on our golf podcast yeah. today. Um, valued at over $500. Mm -hmm. What do you have to do to enter? All you have to do is there's a video on our channel um, that basically is Jen. Which is our channel. Oh, I'm sorry. Our channel is Morton Golf Sales. Um, and we have on a video, YouTube. yep, a video of Jen talking mm -hmm. about basically how to enter. So you'll see her, it's tagged on there if you haven't subscribed yet. You click to that video. And basically what you do is on that, you subscribe to the channel. So there's like a red subscribe button um, at the bottom right of the video. And then you leave a comment, um, you know, that's just like, I'm really excited to win or whatever you want to say. Um, Maybe you could actually act more excited than say what's right there. <laughs> Add an you, exclamation point or something like that. When you leave that. your comment. Yeah, yeah. And then um, when we get to a thousand subscribers, which I think we're only like 140 away, and for reference, we've grown like 300 to 400 subscribers in the last like month and a half. So it's getting pretty close. We're really close. Yeah. And so um, <clears throat> got to really do that. But that's pretty much all you do is you subscribe and then you leave a comment. Um, and then if you want to, you know, be even more awesome, you can hit the notification bell to get notified about all our future videos like Golfing with Clay, the podcast. And then we have like training videos and review videos and a bunch of cool stuff all in the world of golf. Um, and yeah, so that's how you get entered to win a really cool driver. And then legit, when we hit a thousand subscribers, we're giving away that driver. Yeah, and we did it with beforehand to get to five hundred subscribers. We did it with an SM7 wedge, so it's like that's. And now we're giving away better, yeah. cooler prizes. Yep, and the bigger we get, you know, it's or as we've grown this way, um, we're giving away a cooler prize, and we'll maybe sooner, continue to do it in the sooner future. or later we'll give away clay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll be your personal assistant. For free. <laughs> I don't know if that has much value. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> okay, so are we going to continue the Golfing with Clay segments uh, in 2020? Yeah, that's the goal. Um, it's, we've gotten some good response from people, um, primarily from people around the office as they watch the most of our content. Does Reddit most, like Golfing with Clay? Reddit does not like Golfing with Clay. Huh. Um, Facebook does and Instagram does, but I posted one on Reddit because I was like, oh, I think this is funny, and there was people like requesting for the two minutes of their life back. So. Mm -hmm. We don't um, like Reddit. Yeah, but Reddit I... hurt golfing with Clay's feelings. Oh, poor, poor Clay. <laughs> but hopefully you guys like it. We'd love to get ideas. Um, we've had some people throw around some really good ideas for, like, good content um, for the golfing with Clay ones. Like, one of them was, like, six ways to hit a one-inch putt, which I thought was really funny. And, like, because so many people, it's like they're so close and they still just, like, lip it out. Lip or it, yeah. yeah. And so... Um, I thought that would be a really fun one. So um, giving ideas is awesome, and then also just watching them and giving feedback will help us make them more, um, more fun. Who are you fun. talking to? If you see I keep looking at the camera. camera. Yeah, yeah, you're not talking to me. Because we're talking, and then you're like, tell the audience. And I'm like, hello, audience. So I keep going back and forth. But yeah, so I think that'll be, um, it'll be a good time to do it in 2020, and I think the goal is about every, every other episode or um, about once a month, just depending on how much we have going on. So yeah. Excellent. Yeah. All right. 
What else? Are you enjoying, you know, filming our podcast? <laughs> I am. I think it's really fun. Um, if only people could see. I'd love to, like, release, like, a behind-the-scenes or something of all the craziness that goes on with between takes and stuff. It's really fun. Okay, the stuff that, as soon as we stop rolling, <laughs> that is said around here is ridiculous. And then it's like, why won't you say that on camera? And I know. Then, oh. We have to, like, tell everyone to be quiet now, so that way all the jokes are said while, like, the camera's actually rolling and the mic's on. Because we've had a couple where we got it on camera, but the mic wasn't on or, oh. you know, vice versa. And so, um, but it's really fun. And there's a lot of times that Dakari and I are literally back there like I think when um when Bill said you didn't look good in orange or he goes really that was what he did but Dakari and I were back there trying so hard not to just laugh and laugh and like so if you guys ever hear like it just like scuffled muffled voices or like you know there's like people trying not to laugh that's Dakari and I in the background just dying and sweating so trying not the, to make noise. now I'm getting the complex do you also feel I don't look good in orange <laughs> No, no. Yesterday you wore orange, and I was like, wow, I specifically Jed wore good. orange yesterday to, like, prove a point. And then Bill wasn't on the podcast <laughs> yesterday, know, and I was like, that? we missed out on an opportunity. But, yeah, I, I, I did not agree with Bill, but I thought it was funny. See, and I can't even trust what he's saying because yeah, now he's already, like, me? exactly <laughs> saying this, like, 48 <laughs> times that I pay him. You look great. No, yeah, it does. I mean, I didn't think, I didn't think it looked bad at all, and I thought it, it looked nice. But it was just funny how Bill... Just the dynamic between you guys, especially because, like, Bill and Kenny are, like, such good friends. You know, they've been friends forever, and they have all these awesome stories. And then, I mean, you you're, you also have obviously been in the group, considering you and Kenny have been dating since, like, birth. Um, but <laughs> pretty much, right? Similar to my wife and I, but yeah. similar stories. Yeah. But So it's really interesting to watch the, the dynamic of you guys already being you know, like friends and having worked together for so long and just kind of that coming out with the stories and the experiences and um, just kind of like the banter between all the different relationships, I think is really cool to watch. And it's really fun. And um, you guys have like a really cool type of like joking relationship where it makes it funny and like comedic, but then also educational because of the depth of knowledge. Um, so it's fun watching from the background. I wish I could say that I've learned a lot of good things because we've had like really knowledgeable okay, people. Okay, hold, hold on. No, no wait, wait, hold wait. on, hold on. <laughs> I wish I could say that I've learned a lot of good things on Halls of Rockets. However, I can't say that. <laughs> Let me rephrase. No, go ahead. I've been, you know, videotaping coaches, doing like lessons. We've had Tom on, who's like one of the most decorated like PJ pros, and like talked about all these different like, you know. Uh, Go golf ball coverings yeah. and, uh -huh. and I'm like I still go out to the range and I can't hit it worth a damn <laughs> I'm just like so I've been watching all this you no <laughs> it's giving me I can write really good blog posts I you know I learned like you know what yeah. I said you you try to put it in you lip it out I didn't know that term beforehand so it's like I've gotten a lot of like actionable I can hold up a conversation about golf but I've realized it doesn't translate very well for me out on the course when I go out. So I've, <laughs> I can say that. Well, that's like you know, me, Clay. I've been in the golf business now yeah, for 30 exactly. years. I don't play golf, but I feel like I know a tremendous amount about golf without any yeah. actual like ability. It's for the golf. difference between reading a blog article and actually practicing it. <laughs> Everyone goes out there and they, or they watch the YouTube video about gripping the golf club or whatever. And then they go out and the ball's going that way. And they're like, the video doesn't oh. work. And it's like, well, I think it might be the practice and I stuff. Might be but the person. Yeah. So that's like, but otherwise it's been, you know, well, I mean, as a whole, it's been super fun. I'm just waiting for all that knowledge that's been put up here to 
maybe one day translate to my hands in a golf club. We'll see. So. so my goal as a boss for you this year is to get you a video series with Golfing with Clay where you get yeah. tips from an actual golf pro. What it's like to get lessons from a golf pro. Okay. Yeah, okay. That'll, be, that'll be a great way for me to hopefully, you know, translate all that knowledge to something that maybe gets me not a 150 at when I go out on the course or something but pretty good yeah <laughs> all right will you stay with us for uh for our uh Jack Bergeroni experience yeah absolutely I've heard we had a fun one today so I, we have something a little bit different yeah um I'm gonna take a quick break we're going to introduce our uh our guest today and uh and then in a few moments I'm gonna have you back if you're willing yeah I think so since he doesn't have much choice since I'm his boss and he's made that clear like <laughs> Well, I'm comfortable now. Times. I'm on the couch, You're right? on the couch. So, yeah. He's made it on the couch. Okay, so we'll take a quick break and we'll have Patrick um, joining us um, and he's going to be talking to us about grips. So you could probably... I could probably use some of that. And you could yeah. probably pretend that you actually get some practical knowledge <laughs> out of that as well. I can talk about grips now, but, you know, <laughs> what, don't yeah. know how to actually grip the club. So, okay, yeah. <laughs> so there you have it. All right, we'll be right back, guys. Stay tuned. Hi everyone, welcome back. I'm so excited to welcome this week's guest. I have Patrick Coughlin. He's the Director of Sales and Marketing for GT Golf Supplies. And today we are talking golf grips. Yes, thanks for having, here. Thank, having me. Thanks for coming in and joining us today. The thing I love the most about your position is you aren't here talking about one specific brand. You are gonna talk to us about all the brands. Right, as a distributor, we're fortunate to not be Strictly one brand. So, so what what brands are you repping? Golf Pride, Super Stroke, Win, Lampkin, and a few odds and ends. Okay, so just want to make that clear. We're going to be talking the entire gamut. We're just going to be diving in, talking about the importance of golf grips, which I think is super valuable because a lot of players really aren't paying as much attention to their grips as they should be. Right. We found that over 50% of golfers don't regrip in a timely manner or at all. Okay, so what do you consider a timely manner? What is that? Every 40 to 50 rounds or so, equivalent to once a year if you play once a week. Okay, so, and I think that's a really good, um, uh, really good way to look at it. I know that we tend to send out um, an email to people once a year, um, just as a reminder, uh, you know, change your grips, now's the time. Is there a good indication on your grips as to just how you know uh, now's the time to do it? Yeah, that's a good question. A lot of times grips will start to get shiny. Uh, that shininess will make you feel make it feel slick. Uh, you can see obvious things like cracks and tears and things like that. It's it's a lot like the tires on your car. Now, good, tell us about that because that is such a great um, you know indicator. I mean, you know tires on your car, grips on your on your clubs, um, how, how did those two compare? Yeah, we like to say if the shaft is considered the engine of the club, which a lot of the golf tech, tech yeah. people say, the grip is definitely the tires. So if you have a 400 horsepower engine, you're not gonna want the bottom line grip on your club. You're gonna want something that lives up to the performance of the shaft and, and the club itself. And really, with clubs these days costing four or five hundred dollars, why would you, you know, go two, three, four years, or in fifty percent of the cases, forever, 
and right. not invest in changing out your grip. I mean, what an easy investment on your game, it's right? A, it's an easy way to make those <clears throat> clubs feel new again. And changing your grip has a, a true um, impact on your on your golf game itself, correct? Correct, yeah. Your, your swing speed, your just the, the rotation of the club at impact is all related to the grip. I mean, so when your grips are worn, what are some of the things that that can do for you when you're um, trying to, I mean, I, you can grip the grip the yeah, club I think harder. It, it really What's starts with just stuff? the confidence you have that that, that club's not going to move any certain direction just because the grip's not up to par. Okay. So um, it, it's really a lot of personal preference, but to have that um, assuredness that you're going to, you're not going to, it's not going to be the grip that causes you to not hit a good shot. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I know, you know, I'm talking specifically here. We are filming out of Hagen Oaks, mm -hmm. which up in our club repair department, I don't even know how many grips we have. It's, I want to <laughs> say thousands. Have, but the amount that go through your shop is, is amazing. It's so my next question is going to be, how does someone choose what kind of grip you should have? I mean, there seems like so many different. That's right. That's probably the biggest challenge. And, and one of the obstacles to people not regripping is because the choices can be overwhelming. Yeah. So we're here to kind of make it uh, simple and hopefully easy to choose your grip and give you some pointers on how to go in and, and narrow down your choices. Um, back to the, the reference to the tire. It's oh, yeah. like people, nobody likes going to buy new tires. It, it costs a lot. It's a lot more than grips. Let's, let's just get that out of the way. It's not sure. as much as, as buying a set of tires, but it gives you that confidence and safety and other things that you, you know that you need for your car to perform at, at the, the right level, and, and you can relate that to golf grips as well. Now, would you recommend that people have them uh, installed professionally, or is that something you can do on your own? I'm going to ask that because I know that it's actually not terribly difficult to. Right. I mean, I've actually replaced grips myself. Um, it's yeah, kind of fun, to be honest. If you don't live close to a, to a golf store that offers that service, or a lot of golf courses don't provide that service. And if you go back 20, 30 years ago, most club pros would offer that service, mm -hmm. and it's kind of gone the other direction now, unfortunately. And I think that's a big part of that 50% of people that don't regrip. It's because the place that they go often, or that they only go to play golf and they don't shop retail, is it doesn't offer that service. So it's really, how am I going to do it? And to your point, it is relatively simple if you have the correct tools to, to do it at home. And, and there's grip kits available, which if you have a vice, you can put this uh, rubber padding in to protect the shaft. Sure. And, stabilize the club, take off the old grip, uh, get some double-sided tape, and um, we don't recommend ga gasoline or some things that are that are in the past, but there's some, some solvent that you can put on to activate the tape, and it goes on pretty easy, and uh, takes about 12 hours to dry, so the next day you're out playing and, and enjoying a, a new feel in your clubs. That's, that's super cool. Um, and I know uh, getting an entire uh, set of eight uh, grips redone, um, well, I guess it's more than eight, um, but um, really you can go get um, lunch, you can go get a long yeah, cup of coffee and get it done. 
especially here, you can they get them done very quickly. Most, yeah. Most times, so yeah, grab a, a burger or, or uh, go work on your putting if you're just doing your irons, and they could be ready within an hour or so. Exactly, which is super cool. So let's go into how now if you how how do you decide what what kind of grip you should you should well, go the, with? The first thing I tell people is forget about how the grip looks. Okay. Everybody wants to have red or this or that, but really you should start with the size. So I've got a little um, guide here. This this explains some of the grip uh, texture and firmness, but it also has a, a, a ruler of sorts. On now, it. can you find this online as well? You can. This is something you could print out online if, if you have access to a printer. You can go to golfpride.com and, and they have access to that. Um, right. Or you can really just use a ruler and then go by, you know, even if you can't print it out. So for instance, for you, I would put your the base of your palm at, at the bottom of the card there. So just like that? Mm -hmm. All right. And we're going to see where your middle finger lines up, which is just about a seven. Okay. That's seven inches. All right. Um, so something I learned not that long ago, even though I've been in the business a while now, is you always see a, a female golfer and you're like, ladies' grips. Ladies, you know, you, you use the ladies' grips. Well, seven here tells us that you're right in the standard size, which is most people think of as a men's size. But I'm tall. I'm five foot nine. So yeah, you shouldn't always go just because the grip says ladies that that's the right one for you. Um, so anyway, we we look at okay, there's standard size. So then we can narrow down, remove the undersize, remove the midsize, which is the next size up from standard, remove the jumbo, which is the biggest one, and see how those feel in your hands. So I've got a couple samples here of uh, what a standard size grip would be so this is this is a standard size grip and so the one I have in my hand right now if you're just listening to us is a lambkin correct it's a, it's a lambkin it's a wrap style but again we're more focused on the size rather than we'll get into the texture and the feel but just make sure that that feels comfortable uh -huh. in your hands a lot of times we look for if you just remove this hand and show me this where you want just the the middle or ring finger to barely touch the the chubby part of your palm. That's okay, so right about in, like that? Yeah, so that looks really good to me in, in terms of a fit. Okay. Um, however, some people, um, older people and people that have worked in certain industries will have arthritis in mm -hmm. their hands and it's harder for them to grasp down on a, on a grip or a, a lot of things. So for those people, it might be best to use, this is a, a jumbo or an oversized grip, so you can feel the difference between that just the diameter of yeah. those grips. And again, you're almost touching, but not quite. So uh -huh. it's it's a very small difference, but it makes a, a large impact in, in the way that you swing the club. So people who have arthritis um, might want to go with this jumbo size grip, regardless of the size of their right. of their hand. Yeah, so we, we look at the size, but then we look at just how, how comfortable is it in, okay. your, in your hand. So. Um, we sell a lot of the jumbo grips because of people that have arthritis and they can't grip down quite as tightly as... And and I was just reading, I mean, the average age of a golfer these days is 54 years old. So mm -hmm. I would imagine that you sell quite a few of the jumbo, or you should maybe sell quite a few of the jumbo sized uh, um, grips based yeah. on that alone. Yeah. And actually an interesting fact, just in the evolution of humans, uh -huh. like in the last 20 or 30 years the standard size is almost becoming too small because humans are getting bigger, their hands are bigger, their feet are bigger. Um, so we actually sell 
nearly as many mid-sizes as we do standard, whereas 20 years ago it was probably 80% standard and 20% mid-size or jumbo. So it's been a, a big change in the, the size, the, the most preferred size of grips. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So, so after we find the right size for you or for the person, then we get into the feel. So do you like a, a tacky feel? Do you like a soft feel? Do you like a firm feel? Do you like a real coarse feel? So if you were to tell me what you think that feels like in your hands, because everyone's going to have their own personal preference, but I'm just going to give you those four options. So tacky, soft, firm, or coarse. I probably would like something that felt a little tacky, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, so this is in the soft category. So if we're going to look at something that's more tacky, I would say probably something like this. And tacky, for people that don't know, the terminology is like a sticky type mm -hmm. feel. Yeah. So like I would say I do like the feel of something like this. Okay. And that's a, a wind-branded grip. That's their dry tack model. Very, very popular. Uh, that's a polyurethane material, which is a little different than, say, this Golf Pride grip, which is predominantly a rubber compound. Okay. So this is a little bit softer, but also has the tackiness. Um, the main complaint that we yeah. get with the wind grip is that it, it does wear out. Yeah, a I was going to say this feels others. like it would probably wear out. But it's also just a function of if something's softer, it tends to wear quicker than something that's firm. Now, if you talk to my husband, he would say, of course, I would pick a grip that would wear out faster <laughs> and would need to be replaced more often because that tends to be the, t the type of stuff right. that but I again, choose. Right, but again, it's all about what makes you feel most confident well, yes, in of your course. swing. And, and I'd want the thing that would, felt the best. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and there's other, um, in terms of texture, so when I talk about... I do really like, by the way, if you're listening to this, this wind dry uh, attack grip actually feels really nice. I do yeah, like this a lot. Yeah, it's got some really nice colorways. That's the black and blue. It also yeah, comes in a, a dark gray and, and a, a black and several colors. So in terms of firm, that's about as firm as you can get. This is the Golf Pride Z cord, which you'll see a lot of tour players use. So it's a cord material infused into the rubber. So a person like me that can get a little sweaty palms or if you play in, in moist conditions, the cord will help give you a better grasp on the club, whereas th when this grip, when this wind grip gets wet, it can become quite slick. Is this a newer grip for you guys as well, uh, this the, design? Or? The Z-Cord came out probably three or four years ago. Okay. This specific model actually has the Align technology, which I brought a little display that, that kind of shows that. And, and what is this? Essentially, it's uh, a reminder or a rib in the grip. Which you can feel, I mean, you can you can absolutely, it's just this subtle little feeling on the back of this grip. Which yeah, back uh, 10, 20 years ago, reminders were fairly common. Um, actually, believe it or not, almost 30% of tour players play a, a reminder style grip, which was a bit surprising to me when we first started looking at this, uh, this information. But... Anyway, reminders were usually on the inside of the grip. It was built into the, the structure of the grip. This, they've actually added it to the, to the outside. So you certainly see that it's a reminder and it's, it's a little more pronounced. So the idea is almost like uh, the threads on a baseball or a, or a football that you can, you can grab onto and feel something not only in your palms, but also in, in your fingers. And I like to relate it when you get to the to the top of your swing, you can almost tell if this 
if the aligned portion is straight, it's a good likelihood that your club head is straight. And then when you return back to the impact position, if that align is in the correct position, your club face, so like if I turn oh, it this way, the club face is open. If I turn it to the left, the club face is closed. But if I have it in that straight on position, the club face should be square. That's very interesting. And have so this uh, new Align technology, which is now isn't necessarily that new, but it's been out for three or four years. Has that been a really? Um, it has. It's it's reinvigorated the the reminder category because for for a few years there was virtually no reminder grips out on the market. You could do certain things when you install the grip to make the grip sort of a reminder, mm -hmm. but um, this has certainly brought the the technology back to the forefront. That's super cool. Something old that's new again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, should we go into putter grips? Yeah, putter grips is a, is a fun category because it's evolved a lot over the last well, 10 years or so. And this is the company that really kind of opened the door to different... I was going to say, Superstroke is just, it seems like, these massive, oversized right. putter grips have, it feels like, revolutionized the, the putter grip market. It has. And although <coughs> the majority of tour players still use a traditional rubber-style grip, like that comes on a lot of the Scotty Cameron putters, or Ping, for example, like Tiger still uses the old Ping-style putter grip, but for what I like to call the, the core golfer or the average golfer that can get a little handsy or wristy in their stroke, the oversized grip really helps you keep your shoulders straight okay. and eliminates a lot of the wristiness in your stroke. Oh, that's interesting. So I love that you're talking about this. So, um, I mean, even the, the putter um, grip itself is a game improvement. Um, right. It, it can make a big difference in like your lag putting or your short putting some some grips are better suited for inside of 10 feet like reducing that wristiness and and really getting you locked into those three four five footers um, now when you get into lag putting the bigger the, the grip you kind of start to lose some of the feel so there's a there's a bit of a happy medium and and super stroke comes in three or four different sizes from a 1.0, which is the skinniest version. Then you go up to a two, a three, and then a five, which is their biggest style grip. So the the so is it the bigger you get on that, the, the less of the- Yeah, the um, less wrist movement you're gonna oh, have. Oh, interesting. Oh, that is interesting. I never knew that. So I have yeah, a 1.0 in my hand. There's a company that came out just a couple years ago called Flat Cat, which some people might've seen Justin Rose and a few other tour players using. And this gives you the option to, to use what they call the claw style grip. That's how Justin Rose okay. uh, grips the, the putter. Um, but you can put it like this, you can put it like that. It's almost like a, a pencil shape, which is kind of interesting. But again, it's all what feels best to you and your unique uh, putting stroke. So let me ask you this, because everyone knows if you've watched this program at all that I don't play a lot of golf. Do you? put it on the putter a certain way or would you put it on it's really up to you I mean it's meant to you have some some guidelines here uh-huh so this is this is the intended way for it okay. to go on actually Justin Rose puts it on okay like so you could put it on however you yeah. want even though but again the, the idea was firming up or squaring up those shoulders uh, for my wife who's plays just a little bit of golf mm -hmm. and her putting stroke was a little wild I, I put on one of these because again sort of like the align if you 
rotate the putter grip this way, the, the face is open. If you rotate it this way, the face is closed. So if you focus on keeping this grip perfectly straight, if you will, the, the putter face should react accordingly. Very, very cool. Now I'm going to ask you a question, and you might not um, be able to answer it. Um, <laughs> I heard coming down the line that there are some new um, uh, putting um, uh, grip displays coming out in 2020. Right. Yes, yes. It's, it's Which not are quite public knowledge yet, but it's very innovative, and I can tell you that it'll give the consumer the ability to take a putter, which happens to be a, a tailor-made spider putter, so a very current uh, putter, and it's got a, a shaft that has a magnet in the center of it, and you can remove the grip and try up to eight or ten different styles of putter grips on that putter, take it out to the putting green, roll a few so that you know that you like it before, before you buy it. And one of the challenges has been when you're in a, a shop looking at putter grips and you're not quite sure, that, these are on shafts for those that are listening, but to not be able to, to roll a, a putt with it is a challenge, so that, that solves that. I uh, think that's such a cool and innovative. Yeah, it was um, one of those things like, how come someone hasn't thought of this sooner? I know, I'm loving that. Yeah, and there's uh, also going to be some really cool uh, call to action pieces in 2020, meaning um, Lampkin, for example, will be offering a free grip to anybody that goes onto their website and takes a little kind of fitting course like what we sort of went through here. Yeah. And they'll be able to bring in their phone or something printed out and say, I'd like to try this grip. And hopefully they like it and want to come back and do more grips uh, down the road. So. Now, are there any other tips that you have for uh, for people that might be having challenges with, um, with their clubs? Um, One thing I'd mention is if you take good care of the grips, just like you would your clubs, and by care I mean wiping them down occasionally or taking a toothbrush with a little soap and water the oils from our hands and also the dirt from the golf course is what starts to deteriorate the the compounds of the grip so if you rinse them or wash them occasionally you'll get a lot more life out of should them. you do that after every round i don't know about every round you'll see on on tour where the guys have part of their towel is wet and the caddy will kind of shimmy it before mm -hmm. the shot that's to me the best way to to maintain the the feel of the grip awesome yeah um all right is there anything else that we should be looking forward to in 2020 uh golf pride will have some some interesting or, or exciting products that uh they haven't quite released yet but i can tell you they'll be centered around uh, uh athletics or sports teams and and the colors of of a lot of teams that people cheer for um this grip which is called their cp2 grip this is um, one of the best-selling grips that they've made in the last five years. Um, there'll be a, a new version of this or, or a line extension to that that I think people will really uh, gravitate towards. This is uh, a brand new one from Wynn. So this is that dry tack model. Um, and something we didn't quite touch on, but we, yeah. we should. Um, a big trend in grips over the last five years has been this reduced taper. So this, this script from Golf Pride is called a plus four. And essentially what that is is an extra four, or equivalent to four extra wraps of grip tape underneath the bottom hand. So traditionally grips go from wide to skinny towards the bottom. Reduced taper means that it doesn't get as skinny towards the bottom. And what are, what are the benefits of that? So if, if 
respect to the size, if the grip's too small, you'll tend to roll your hands over and hit a lot of shots left. Okay. Um, if you get too strong with your right hand, you can also start to hit the ball left. So what this does is it reduces that ability to turn your hands over. So you should, in theory, have less shots going left. Okay. Um, and also people, I think, like me that grew up playing baseball, it just feels a little bit more like a, like a baseball bat, bat grip okay. and something that maybe is more familiar to people. So anyway, I mentioned that because Wynn's new dry tack for 2020 is reduced taper, which is brand new for them. Oh, and interesting. I think a lot of people will, will like that. Very cool. Now, um, to me, it sounds like you can get fit online. Yes. Um, would you recommend that you come in and get fit either in a club repair center or? If you have the ability to, yes. Because okay. those people have a ton of experience and they know body types and hand types and can really kind of guide you towards the right fit. And when you get fit for new clubs, grip is something that you absolutely do get fit for, They've correct? started that over the last few years where, and a lot of companies are offering a, a free upgrade for not only shafts, but grips as well. Because so. it, I mean, realistically, it's the only part of you that's touching and that, that touches the club, I right? Was, I meant to say that because that's a big thing that we push is this is your only real physical contact with the club. So having the right grip, having grips that you're replacing, um, I was going to say frequently. You don't need to necessarily replace them frequently, but you need to replace them as they get worn because, like you said, they're like tires. You mm -hmm. just have to be sure that you're playing with the right tread. Don't let them mm -hmm. um, wear out um, uh, in order to uh, save strokes. I mean, it literally will save you strokes on the course, it correct? Will. It will. And someone like uh, a Tiger Woods regrips his clubs every two weeks. So just to give you an idea of, wow. I'm not saying you have to go do that, but that's how important it is to those caliber of players to have the, the right grip. That's amazing. Patrick, thank you so much for coming thank in you. today and educating our audience. Um, we look forward to seeing all the new grip options that are coming out in 2020. And I'm loving the teasers for this new... Uh, There's going to be some good stuff. Yeah, for the new, especially the new putter um, opportunity. Yeah, mm -hmm. fitting that's coming out too soon. So thanks again. Happy New Year. Same and uh, stay tuned for a word from our sponsor, Morton Golf Sales. And with that, we'll be back in a moment. Thanks, everyone. Hey, Bill here. I wanted to pause real quick to thank our sponsor, MortonGolfSales.com. Morton Golf Sales is the number one online retailer for all your golfing needs. From the newest clubs on the market to the classics that you can't find anywhere else, Morton Golf Sales has the best products and customer service at the lowest possible prices. Want to check out their huge online inventory of clubs, clothing, golf balls, accessories, and save 12% on your first order? Just use coupon code ROCKETS at checkout on mortongolfsales.com. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Now, back to the show. Mom's Beef Hash has a first name. It's from a can we see. But we all have another name. We call it untasty. We hate to eat it every day. And but if you, you ask us why, we'll say... Cause mama's hash tastes like trash and we should feed it to the dog. Welcome to the Jack Burgeroni Experience. Welcome to the Jack Burgeroni Experience. Now as you can see, I still have Clay with us. I managed to stick around. I never said what happened to Ken and Bill, did I? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nope. 
They are not here. They are busy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's your explanation. <laughs> they are busy. They are busy. So, uh, uh, thankfully, you at least are not going to ask what Jack Bergeroni is, because you don't care. I was thinking about it. Huh. I was thinking about it. But I figured you'd still say no, because they're the ones who get to be blessed with that information eventually, so... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, perfect. I have a whole bunch of envelopes. We are not going to open up all the envelopes, I don't think. The envelopes are filled with random questions. And money. No? No money. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, so we'll try something different. Um, since you and I both know very little about golf, we are going to ask each other, and we actually we both have to answer these. Okay, so we both answer. We both okay. answer. We'll take turns, though, just randomly opening up. You can pick whatever you want. Got it. And since you are the um, guest, sort of, you're not really a guest, um, sort of a At guest. At least not a welcome one. You're not a welcome guest. <laughs> um, you can start first. Okay, so I get to choose one? Yeah. Hmm. I don't like these gray envelopes. She like mixed up the envelopes. I ran out of the fancy grays. Oh, look at that. Okay, cool. So I just, there's a question in here. Yes. Are you really going to take a minute and a half to open up each envelope? I'm trying to not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good at opening mail here. I was raised in the 21st century. I barely even know what this is. How long does it take you to open up a gift at Christmas? I am just very slow about it. Uh, I'm pretty fast, I think. Not, not according to this. Okay. What is the best sport to watch? The Olympics. You've already talked... Yeah, you talked about this. Why do you like the Olympics so much? I get so bored. I love the Olympics. I am like a hardcore like Olympics, Olympics fan. fan. I mean, it doesn't even matter Do you what have the summer, summer, winter? Both. Both. It doesn't even matter. Okay. I will watch. I will watch like those like long distance bike races in the Olympics oh, that like okay. last for hours. <laughs> I will watch like I love the figure skating. Like, Those are pretty stuff. cool. Those are super yeah. cool. The um the uh um gymnastics <laughs> so Super is that gymnast? It's super intense. You're super excited about this. I, know, I can tell. I will watch the, the gymnasts are crazy because those guys, they're like five four and have the biggest biceps you've ever seen in your life. And you're like, amazing. dang! It all. Every time I watch that, I'm like, I need to go to the gym. They are amazing. <laughs> yeah. The equestrians. I mean, all these sports that I couldn't care one iota about for the next four years. Yeah. I'm all in. I will say in Winter Olympics, there's one that's like this. They like ski and have rifles. Have you seen oh, that? Yes, of course okay. I've seen it. That one's cool. Because those people are so out of breath, and then they have to like you know get really still and hit those targets. That one's super cool. But otherwise, um, I would say my favorite sport to watch is basketball. Um, okay. Way less... Uh, unique than I guess your Olympics, but um, it's because you basketball. Watch it more often. You can definitely watch it more often. I don't really watch that many sports anymore, but um, with basketball, I grew up with basketball, so I played it like my whole life through high school, and so it's fun to watch. Um, and then also now with like so many talented players, especially getting like really close knit on specific teams, so, like the Warriors when they had like you know Clay Thompson, um, Kevin Durant, and then of See, course I'm shaking my head. Yes. Everyone, like I know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. So yes, um, and uh -huh. Steph Curry, who also have the golf line. So yeah. Yeah, bring it back to golf. Um, but I think that's really fun just because it's like really just such a fast paced sport and then just so much talent there. So that's mine. Um, but so then also, who's Olympics. your favorite player? 
I mean... But also Olympics? Seriously? <laughs> no, I'm not saying also Olympics, like, in regards to also my favorite. I'm saying also Olympics are cool. Uh, but, um... <laughs> trying to... <laughs> trying to kiss up to the boss here. Yeah. Um, but, so... Favorite player... I mean, I don't even know if he's still in the league anymore, so this shows you how much I like. You Michael Jordan? No, I'm just kidding. Just um, so, Derek Rose, who, because okay, I grew up, my dad lived in Chicago for a while, so he was a Bulls fan. So every time the Bulls came to play the Kings, we would go to the game. And Derek Rose was like the most talented player the Bulls had gotten ever. He ended up having a lot of injuries, and he's on different teams now, um, I believe. But um, he was just really fun to watch, really talented, super fast, quick around the court, great, like sight in regards to what's around him so he was fun to watch um yeah so at least i didn't say steph curry right which is like what everyone says but. i don't know if everyone <laughs> all right i'm going for the next question all right i'm not gonna take six minutes to open up the question yours was a lot less sealed than mine i just i had to like rip this thing up that's ridiculous <laughs> okay have you ever walked out of a meal or movie before i have once um from a movie what movie? So, in, I'm going to say it, and then you're going to be like, what? And then I'm going to have a story. But Avengers in, uh, Infinity War. What? Exactly. Because you were the most... <laughs> the biggest Marvel fan. Yes. So, what happened was, I was, like, so... I hadn't been into, like, going to the movies, like, really, like, as they came out for a while. I would just watch them when they got on Netflix, or I wasn't as big of a fan. But that one, I was, like, super pumped about. And so... I hadn't bought tickets and it was sold out, but I really wanted to go. So one night I went out to, I live in Folsom, um, and I went out to the local theater and they had like, it has it's reserved seats. So there was like one seat left in like the third row back on the far left, or it's not third row back, the third row in the front. So like three back from the very front of the screen on the very far. And I sit down and I look up and it is so big and so distorted from like where I was sitting that I was just like, I'm going to hate this and just walked back out. <laughs> <laughs> and that was so you didn't even like start the movie i i was literally like i saw like the first couple scenes with like thor and thanos and stuff um and then i just kind of like was sitting there trying to figure out and everything just looked so like long and like and weird. Over on the side. yeah and so i was just, like Meh, and i left and okay. got a refund for my ticket so that was nice but yeah so okay yeah what about you i don't think i have there's been movies that i wish i had Spaceballs is one of them. You don't like space? Of course not, because you also don't like Caddyshack and all the others. I know. Yeah. I, know. I saw that. Um, I saw that when it came out. Mm -hmm. I saw that with Adventures and Babysitting. It was like a little. I saw two movies at the same time. Huh. Um, I think I was in Chicago when I saw both of those movies. Look at that. And I thought that movie was stupid. Really? So I wish. May the I Schwartz had, be with you. I know. I had no idea what that movie was going to be. So maybe if I'd gone in knowing what that was, I might have thought it was better. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's just not your type of humor, that kind of, like, slapsticky. Like I've seen it s since, and I'm like, I think it's a fun, funny movie. Um, I just, you know, I think I was 15 at the time and wasn't expecting that movie. And so... Um, was, you weren't impressed? Not even the part where they're like, they're combing the desert and they have the big old combs? I know. That's not my <laughs> typical genre movie. Yeah. But if I'd gone in knowing that that's what I was seeing, I probably would have been fine with it. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, is it my turn? It's your turn. All right. Because there's only two of us and I just... I guess that's one. true, yeah. See, look, okay. Yours was so much less sealed than mine. See, I have to like... Now would be a great opportunity to our people if you'd like to go get a cup of coffee because it'll be at least another minute before he gets this open. And then I also have to learn how to read this. Oh All my right. gosh, you can't even open it. 
If you had to eat at one restaurant for the rest of your life, where would you choose? Okay, shout out to a little Mexican place called Don Quixote's by up by us. It's mm -hmm. um, we love Mexican food. Um, is that a little Mexican place? I'm, I think that might be a chain. It is. Okay. There's a couple of them. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's an actual chain, however. Okay. Because um, I think I've seen them a couple. I think there's one downtown. Or, yeah, yeah okay. I think there's a few of them. Um, but we really like it. Uh, they have great salt. They have a good salsa bar as mm. well. Um, that makes or breaks a Mexican place. And they have this thing good called... Pico de Gallo. I know. Or, mm -hmm. it, salsa really does make or break. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, they have this atabata. Um, I don't know what that is exactly. What, what it's some kind of it's, it's some <laughs> kind of meat. Okay. Um, some kind of mystery meat. Great. This is <laughs> this sounds good. And it's... Um, out of this world. It's huh. delicious. Uh, so that would be my, that's sort of Your my spot. place that I, that I always Is that choose. where you guys go to get the soup all the time? Or no? No. That's a different That's spot. a place called Rudy's. Okay. And um, that would be, that place is also out of this world. Also a Mexican place. And then um, my other son, when he comes into town, they change the name of this place. So I'm not going to be able to tell Call you. It's out. like Taqueria Garibaldi's, or I believe is the name of it now. Hmm. Um, uh, also Mexican place <laughs> out of this world. So as you can see, it would always be Mexican. Well, hopefully we don't get the question, us. what's your favorite type of food? Because then we'll just I be know, answering I've something. I know, I've already, I've already, yeah. like said, what about you? Um, you know, I was thinking about it in the back of my head. Which I have to say, if it was, what's your favorite kind of food? I would choose sushi. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess you can't eat sushi for the rest of your, I, I mean, know, like, yeah. so that would, I would just, yeah, so I do think it has it. slightly different answers. Yeah. yeah, I would say like for the sake of like having more options, a place like BJ's, um, just because I know that like I love Mexican food also like street style tacos. There's this place down the street from my house, best ever, so good. What day would you go to have those? Taco Tuesday? Yeah. Well, except for when I go on Wednesdays, thinking it's Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's like BJ's. You know, they just have so many different things, and then also if I ever just really wanted to only to eat sugar, pizzukis are pizzukis, awesome. Yeah, I can't um, wrong with that. Yeah, so I'd say that one. But then if I had to do favorite food, I think it is Mexican, um, just because you know street tacos and then like beans and rice with chips is another like super good. Just you like, can't ever go wrong with chips. I mean, I right? unless they're too thick. I will say. Oh yeah, too you thick have to of go tortilla that, chips. You have to go with that thin. thin. Where you dip it, and you have to try not to break it. That's how thin they are. That's okay. the best way. And then my daughter, she's onto something. She takes long now and she like sprinkles it because she likes the chipotle mm -hmm. um chips and so she's taken that to a whole level another level and she does that like everywhere we go now with chips that's and, a good thing to do and she's literally like pro tip right there put lime all over your tortilla chips uh yeah really good, good way idea. to do it and then obviously salt that's a big one yeah yeah salt, sure. all right let's see if you can open this See, that one's extra sealed. Yeah, but you just go like that. Oh, whoa. I know, pro tip. Wow, I've never opened mail that way. Are you kidding? I'm dead serious. Oh my god. Wow. I'm just, <laughs> that changed my mail life. Your life has been forever changed. Okay, you get $3 million. So there is cash in the Perfect, there's cash. <laughs> Give it to me. But you must change your legal name to Snake Guy. Or, snake Guy? Or you can change it to Snake Girl. Gal. Okay. Choice is yours. Do you? Can I change it to Snake Guys? Because then it would sound like the name of the ninja from G.I. Joe. 
I will say yes. Okay, you can do then that. yes, I would 100% do that. I would do that too. I'm sorry, but if you're going to give me $3 million, I will change my name. So worth anything. it. If it was anything crazy, like if it was something super crazy, maybe not. But I don't think that's that bad. I would Especially probably... if I could be snake guys, because then I'm a ninja, and then it's just cool. It so. seems like you're totally embracing um, any lifestyle with, with that, <laughs> which I fully support as well. There we go. All right, keep going. Oh, my turn. Keep going. Okay. All right, let's see how quick you can open this. Ready? Wow, I'm still really slow. You're still not going to be able to doing this. Okay. <clears throat> What's the name of your brand new fast food joint and what do they serve? Oh, see, I'm not quick on these things. See, I've had an idea for this. Okay, then you should start. Okay, I don't know the name of it, but <clears throat> I'm going to start with the concept. So, I did this a while ago and it was so good. So, basically, you know like a regular hamburger, right? They have like lettuce, tomato, and sauce and stuff. So it's basically a salad on the burger, but it's just deconstructed and less delicious. So wait, your idea is gonna be a less delicious? No, 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 no. Uh, that's what a burger is: is like deconstructed, less delicious salad on top of oh, okay. a burger, right? Okay. Okay. So my yes. idea is to have burgers <clears throat> that have instead of like just that regular old like pickles, tomato, whatever, has salad on it. So like burger salad. So wait, what's what's your definition of salad? So like you could because have a my, hold on. My <laughs> definition of salad is lettuce and tomato. See, but let you have like all these other salads where you have like you know there's salads that have like fruit and um, cheese in it. You know like the pear and like goat cheese well, salads with most, vinaigrettes. Hold and stuff. on, I would say a lot of hamburgers have something called cheese on it, which is in that is true. That is true. But see, it's like gourmet burger. So it's not like a completely new burger. It's so just like a new take. fruit on it? No, like salad on it. So there's like a Caesar burger. And then there's like, you could have like, um, you know, like a garden salad burger. Or there's the burgers that, um, like a Cobb salad, you know? So it's like, it has blue cheese and like, and a lot of this stuff they already put on burgers. But yeah. just like making it to where it's like you have burgers inspired by different types of salads so that the flavors all go together. I've always thought it would be super fun. Because they have like grilled chicken, um, like a Hobbit burger. Habit? <laughs> Habit That's a Hobbit burger. <laughs> Habit burger. They have like a grilled chicken with um, pineapple on top, right? Yeah. And it's kind of like a Hawaiian style like flavor. Maybe I might have just completely misread where that's from. But um, so th that does exist. So you could then instead have like those fruit and like um, cheeseburgers where it's like more like gourmet cheeses and stuff. And then with the different meats they would and like seasonings that would kind of fit all together and be good. So that's that's my idea. I, I don't like know what it's idea. called. It could be called salad burgers. That's what I'll name it for now. I like that. There you go. I don't know. I though I mine would have ice cream. Yours would have ice cream. Mine would be some kind of ice cream place where they just like they scoop it and then just pour it directly in your mouth. Is that? No, I'm <laughs> thinking instead of like having like the fast food version of um, like Dairy Queen. Okay. Where it would be... Wait, the fast food version of Dairy Queen? That's already well, fast food? Okay, so that is fast food. <laughs> but having... And then you have 31 flavors. Um, so Baskin Robbins. <laughs> okay, so maybe it is something that's already exists. See, I'm not going to be good at this particular question. I'm going to let it go. It would have to... It, it would be... It would so you want to make a fast food Baskin Robbins is what you want to do? Yes. And it can be called Baskin Queen? Dairy Robbins. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> What's a modern trend that you don't understand? 
Um, okay, the word lit and all of the other similar, like when they say Liddy. Never heard of Liddy. <laughs> they go like, it's Liddy. And I'm like, what? Who says that? Pe- Cardi B is one of them. And oh. so um, I just think it's, it's just, I mean, all, A, I don't understand a lot of like these terms because like, for instance, the term like bad, right? Means bad. Like that's bad. That food's bad. But then now it's this term that means good. good. So it's like, that's bad. Like, what? <laughs> so anyway, Liddy is like the modern one that I'm like, I, that's one step too far. For Can me. I say twerking? I'm going to say twerking. Twerking? I don't get twerking. Yeah, it that's is. an odd one too. All right. All right, it my is. turn. Your turn. I was able to answer that one. You were. <laughs> Derry Robbins. All wow. right. <laughs> How many kindergartners could you take in a fight? Can I say zero? Because I, I feel like I'd end up in prison. Because <laughs> I can't, you can't fight kindergartners. I'm gonna assume it's like the zombie apocalypse. Maybe it's like they're jumping on you. I feel like probably like before I end up falling over because of the weight, maybe like ten. <laughs> like how much does a kindergartner weigh? I don't know. <laughs> Let's move on from this one. <laughs> the math doesn't work out. <laughs> Are you trying to see if they, what the question is? No, I'm just trying to see where I can open it. Oh. Okay. What's the most overrated movie? This is going to be a two-parter. Most overrated. Okay. Well, hmm. This one's going to be very controversial. But I rewatched, so recently I rewatched all the Star Wars movies. Okay? Okay. Because the new one's coming out, right? Or actually came out. Right? As the time, as the time yeah. this comes out. So I rewatched them all. And some of the acting in the old, like the original Star Wars oh movies. Oh my gosh. Seriously, you guys are going to get on me for Caddyshack, and he is calling out I the just original say, Star Wars movies. <laughs> what is it? So it's A New Hope, and then you have. Um, the Empire? The Empire Strikes Back, and then the last one is. I don't know the name of the last one. Now I'm, now I'm uh, anyway, the last the one, yeah, the last one, when Luke tells Leia that he's her brother, that interaction to me is, like, so cringy. And so I would just say, and then, like, the lightsaber fights, like, they literally, like, the amount of times that Luke and the amount of time actually spent showing, like, Luke fighting Darth Vader is, like, so, so little. And, like, yeah, so I would say that, like, not all of the three, but, like, the third of them, which I don't even know the name, so I guess I'm not even a good authority to talk on this. I think is like everyone's like it's the best thing ever, and I'm like eh, it's I like okay. That one. that one's my favorite. It's it's good, but if not like this is incredible. So wow, yeah, that's just me. So for me, everyone's gonna know Caddyshack. It stinks. Yeah, I love Star Wars. I just think that they're no, not as you. amazing as everyone like. What's the most underrated movie? I just said underrated. No, we were talking overrated. Oh oh okay yeah you're right um. What's yours? Because I have to think on this. Uh, I don't know. Underrated. Um, I have one. Okay, go I'll let you it. think. No. The Good Dinosaur by Disney. Oh. <clears throat> it's like this, like, no real talking, like, very little talking, and it's this dinosaur and this kid, like, kind of figuring themselves out because the dinosaur gets lost and blah. But everyone was like, it didn't get any attention. Everyone's like, Moana, Frozen. And I'm like, this movie's really good and, like, heartwarming. So that's mine. That's a good one. <clears throat> yeah. Um... 
I'm gonna, I can go with uh, Treasure Planet. There's another one from Disney that I thought was actually a really good movie that um, is, is sort of dead on the vine. Um, I know that they were originally thinking of turning um, what's now that Finding Nemo ride at Disneyland into a Treasure Planet hmm. um, ride, but then the fact that no one liked the movie, they didn't end up doing anything. Got vetoed. That would be fun. Seems like it'd be more like exploratory or something. Yeah. 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 All right. My turn. I'm not Excuse sure me. that I'm going to say that that is the most underrated movie. Of <laughs> it's all just time, the one you can think of. But in the ten seconds that I had to think of it, that's. I feel like as a video guy, I should have something more like creative, you know. Yeah. Like this director is blah blah blah, but I yeah. don't. I just have good dinosaurs. The fact that they did not win the yeah. Academy Award for that movie. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right, you're the lamest superhero in history. What is your superpower? Okay, you have to start this because you are the biggest uh, Avengers geek. On the <laughs> but they're all pretty cool superheroes. Well, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if I was to consider myself a superhero, what are you doing? You're not oh, next you're right. Up. If I was to consider myself a superhero right now, I would say my lamest superpower. We are superpower, not considering but, you a so superhero here's the thing. right now. Is the lamest superpower having no superpowers at all? Okay, that you can't go. That is <laughs> so I can't. Such... Okay, I have to come up with an actual <laughs> superpower. Um. Because that is the biggest. Um, well, that is a lame superpower. That, that is that is. Okay, so I have to have a superpower. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Do you have one, off the top of your head? What was the question? Uh, the lamest superpower. If you're the lamest superhero, what power would you have? This is a hard one. <laughs> Mine would be the ability to fall asleep on command. <laughs> which I'm sorry would also be the best superpower on the face I of the planet. I guess that's true for you because I know you like. I have, yeah, a, I have a hard have time trouble falling, falling asleep. asleep. So, but I man, that would be such a good superpower. I would say like, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like a superpower is anything you could do that like regular humans can't do, right? Yeah. So like, regular humans. I could just <laughs> regular humans. So can I just like say that I could shrink or grow my head on command or something? <laughs> and like that's just super lame. Like nobody even you know. So there you go. Sometimes or like my. <laughs> Yeah, I can now, do it. So, I already can do it on command. Okay, we're going to do two more. I okay. will do this one. You can do one more. And then I've lost my timer, so I'm not sure where we are in this. But I'll use the force to... Yeah, not working. All right. Because you have a lame superpower. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be good. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. Depending on how this episode goes, we'll see. <laughs> if you could have chosen a different career, <laughs> what would that be? Hmm. Is this like a serious thing or like, okay, I would be, well, an Avenger. <laughs> that is like, if I could have my dream career, it would a hundred percent be to be like, um, like Liam Neeson or, um, okay. That's a, that's not a dream career. That's no, wait, being a different no, 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 not to be him, but to be like Liam Neeson or, um, why can't I remember his name right now? That would be concerted. Yeah, an actor, but like only actors who like have their niche is like action movies, because I just feel like that'd be so cool. Because like, imagine like being like the guy that plays Peter Parker, right? Spider Man, Tom Holland, Tom Holland, or Robert Downey Jr. You look at yourself on a screen and you're flying and you're shooting webs. Imagine that. Like, wouldn't that be so cool? That would be very cool. So like, that would be I'd be an actor that only does like action movies. Now you are a bona fide actor. Bona fide? I don't know about that. Well. Are you an action actor or are you a drug addict <laughs> <Which> actor? 
<laughs> I'm a drug addict actor. Yeah, that worked well for my for me getting hired, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That that's true. For those of you who like just being for like, why is this guy everyone. a drug addict actor, right? <laughs> Outside of yeah, I showed my boss. I played an extra in um, Thirteen Reasons Why, like the third season or whichever one is currently out, and. There's this one scene where they literally pulled me out of all these different, you know, like not, I'm acting like I'm really special. There was a bunch of extras, right? And they were just like, you, you guy over here, come over here. You're going to fake snort coke. <laughs> I'm like, what? So they give me powdered sugar and they're like, here, they give me a lesson. Cause I've obviously never done this before. Obviously. And so they're like, you put it on your hand and da da da. And so then the scene of the show comes out and it shows me like, as this guy's walking by, like front and center, just like fake snorting coke. And I show my boss, <laughs> Jen. And I'm like, look. <laughs> so, yeah, that was really, that was quite, I was very, like, hiding myself when I saw that. But, yeah. Hiding himself. Hey, Jen, yeah. come look at my acting. When I saw it the first time, because I had a friend of mine, like, is this you? And I was like, oh, no. And then, yeah. Anyway, yeah. what's yours? I would be a writer. A writer? Mm-hmm. Like, what type of writer? A romance novel. Oh, there you go. Like, um, Jane the Virgin. Have you seen that show? No. Oh, she's like an aspiring romance writer. I would not be an aspiring. You would romance. be a successful yeah, one. Yeah, excuse me. If I get to choose my career, I would not be aspiring. <laughs> You'd be the one that has those books in like um, when I go to Rayleigh's and they're like in the book section and it's like the night on a boat. I wouldn't be in the. He swept me away on my feet. I wouldn't be in the Rayleigh's bargain <laughs> basement section. You'd be either. talking at your your award I would ceremony. Be at the, exactly. In the bestsellers list. You must rip a lot of bills doing this. Like you get your. No, that's why you look at the light. But most of my bills. Where the paper. I just want to say though that most of my bills fit pretty exactly in the envelope. They're not. There's not a lot of space there. So I don't know. Maybe you're an online. I am an online bill pair. Cool. All right. This is the last one. Last one. Drum roll. Add that in in post. I guess you don't like my drum roll. <laughs> um, would you rather have a car that looks fast but isn't, or that doesn't look fast but is? Okay, easy. Doesn't look fast but is. Really? I don't, I don't care whatsoever about looks, I'd re- but I very much care about going fast. I am a speed demon 100% of the way. But so my question to you is, okay, so a car can go fast, but there are still these things, I don't know if you've heard of them, but they're called speed limits. Uh, <laughs> so your car can go zero to 60 in you know negative one seconds but you still can only go so fast so would you That's like what, you what would you do are you just gonna be batman with your batmobile just like flying around rockets coming out the back and or are you just still gonna you know comply with speed limits mostly comply with speed okay <laughs> so you have a car that looks kind of janky and can still go as fast as everyone else's but secretly can go really fast if it wants yes. to. There you go. Okay. Yeah. I feel like if you got into drag racing, that'd be good. You could like fake people out. You know. I'm totally <laughs> someone who would get into drag racing. <laughs> See, I'd rather have a car that looks fast but isn't, just because of my argument that there's not a lot of times I could use the speed, unless I'm like in Germany and I go on the autobahn all the time, which kind of sounds like that meal from that Mexican place you were talking about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Question I think all of us wants to know is how so. Well, you said autobada or whatever. Autobada. Oh, yeah, autobada, autobahn, same thing. Okay. okay. So, but yeah, so I mean, if you were there, then I'd understand because my family went there once and we were in, um, my stepdad had a BMW 
And he still have a BMW. He, he still has his BMW, yeah. But we were on the Autobahn, and this van, like minivan style, like you know, flies by us at like 110, and it was the funniest thing ever. So in that case, I would understand using it. But I, oh yeah, yeah. All right. Cool. Well, I thought those were good questions. Super golf related. I'm glad you approved. Yeah. <laughs> After you did all the work of putting it into envelopes. Yeah. And taught me how to actually open. Take yeah, open an envelope. So. Well. We, uh, I appreciate you being on the show. Sure. I appreciate uh, you not quitting when I uh, uh, asked you to be on the show. Yeah. I would like to give a shout out to Dakari, who had to do twice the work behind the camera. Today. Yeah, he's been running around, like, making sure we got all the good angles. So, I know. Yeah. He's, he's definitely had to uh, step up today since <laughs> you didn't. Ouch. <laughs> um, and with that, I want to... Uh, Thank everyone for watching this episode of Hazel Rockets. I believe we have a special um, Golfing with Clay episode yep. um, that we are going to end this with. So if you are watching us on our Morgan Golf Sales YouTube channel, yep. you can see uh, Golfing with Clay in the flesh. Um, <laughs> in the flesh, virtually. <laughs> Please be kind, because um, you'll hurt Clay's <laughs> Yeah, feelings. next time I'll be on here crying. <laughs> um, and if you're listening to us on uh, any of the podcasts, because we're, I think, pretty much everywhere, we would mm -hmm. like to thank you. And we will see you next week. And welcome to the new year, everyone. Bye. <laughs>